Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. No offense, CJ. You look like a possum on chemo. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, welcome everyone to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter, and today I am joined by Dallas Sports Nation's Kane McCutcheon. Kane, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. CJ has the day off today. He is under the weather like I was the other day when he went with uh, without me. So anyway, here we are. But so Kane, you were there yesterday on that just exciting game, right? Yeah, so fun. <laughs> I noticed you tw- you tweeted about someone come get you or take your place during the yeah. game yesterday. I was I was looking for someone, but uh, fortunately it didn't happen, and I had to had to stick it out. But it was a rough one. Yeah, I mean those happen. I mean, and and you know yeah. they took they 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 split the series of the White Sox, which the White Sox are a really good team, so I'll take that. And then of course we need to talk about the uh, the first ever major league start of Cole Reagans and Bubba Thompson on the same day. But let's start with Reagans. I mean, how impressed were you with how he pitched in his first major league pa- uh, start? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was good, um, especially that matchup to him being thrown from the left side. That's not a great matchup with that White Sox lineup, but I mean, yeah. I thought it came right at him. Um, his, he, you know, he was able to throw a lot of pitches. I think he threw how many pitches? It was like I know it was in the nineties, wasn't? It? Yeah, it was in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, he threw he threw a lot of pitches and he looked good. He was coming right at people, and you know, that's they needed something like that. And I think too that was like a ripple effect, like you saw it with you know how Reagan's pitch, and then the next day, you know. Otto went out there the next day dunning, you know, and Spencer Howard obviously wasn't great yesterday, but it was kind of like a ripple effect and he was really good. Yeah, he really was. And, you know, for me, it was kind of cool because I went to Frisco media day and covered him there. And then I was at his first start in round rock and got to cover him there. And then it would have been cool if I would have gone to his first start in, in Arlington, but I didn't know about it soon enough to obviously to get, to, to get press passes to go to that one. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a great guy too. I was talking to yeah. him a little yesterday. He's a, He's a cool, he's a nice kid. So yeah, super, super nice guy. Good, good, good story. Again, everybody knows the double Tommy John. He was in rehab for two years, which is like really difficult to come out of and, and do what he's doing right now. But him and then Bubba, of course, who stole two bases already (laughs) since he's been in the majors and is, you know, I mean, his battle come around, but defensively he's already had some web gems. I mean, I'm glad that he's finally getting his shot at the major league level. 
Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, they needed an outfielder, um, you know, he was obviously the next candidate to come up. And I mean, the thing too, like, okay, his bat's not there yet, but he's still impacting the game. Like yeah. with that, if you go on Rangers Twitter, anytime he does something, a speed, 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 Bubba Thompson, yeah. speed, like, and, yeah. but I mean, you know, he impacts the game on that side and the defensive side, obviously he played center in his second uh, start. So yeah. I mean, he was, um, you know, he's able to do that and provide some versatility right there. And look, the bat is what it is. It's his first time up, but yeah. I mean, I think he'll, his bat will come around and he's definitely, you know, I think he's going to get a good shot like all these kids have. Yeah. I, I believe that these guys are coming up for the remainder of the season. I don't think anyone at this point is being called up for a spot start or anything like that. I think Reagan's will be here. Bubba will be here. Elia Hernandez might be here for the remainder of the time. You know, they're starting to DFA guys that we knew was going to happen. And uh, both of them have already been picked up actually from uh, San yeah. Francisco, San Francisco got uh, steel. And then mm-hmm. the angels got, uh, uh, I can't even remember his name. He was here for such a short amount of time. Uh, Steven Duggar. Yeah. Yeah. Duggar. Thank you. Got Duggar. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I think, those happened while we were there uh, yesterday while I was there actually. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot went down pregame yesterday. Yeah. I had my headphones in and they were making announcements. I was like, what? They're <laughs> doing stuff. And then, but yeah. So, I mean, uh, look, I mean, that, that had to be done. Those guys yeah. had to go and I mean, you know, I'm glad they're getting another shot. Yeah. Steel Walker, someone that never just seemed to fit in very well with, with what the Rangers are doing as an organization. He seemed like a, a good player, but I mean, everyone I've talked to said that he wasn't the greatest guy personality wise, not that he was a terrible person or anything, but he just sort of didn't fit that nice guy, you know, mentality that the Rangers have going right now. No, they really do. I mean, everyone, you know, I'm beginning to know these guys like personally, like everyone yeah. talk to that you can really tell. Cause I know like you hear it a lot, like, Oh, they value character in the clubhouse, but yeah. you can really tell like talking to these guys. And I do think it goes, it goes a long way. Yeah, I agree with you. And again, you know, when you go to any level, I've been to Frisco, I've been to Round Rock and I've been to the to Arlington and they are all really good guys. Speaking of really good guys coming up, I think we have more DFAs. I have a feeling that Culberson is going to get DFA'd and I have a feeling that Calhoun is also going to be either DFA's or, or, you know, outrighted or whatever. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think Calhoun is going to go. Um, look, I mean, it's kind of like the David Dahl thing last year. Yeah, it just, didn't work out and i mean you wanted it to like yeah. you want it to work out like cole like i know we keep saying all the time i say all the time oh he's a great guy but cole calhoun is a great guy yeah and i mean you wanted it to work out with him he's a he's a good glove you know he can throw it he can play left or right but the bat just never really came i mean it, it came for a minute but it never you know it didn't it didn't stick consistently and yeah. so I mean, he's he's definitely gonna go culberson i mean look if you look at where this team is at right now you know, it's not, it's not 2021 type of get young guys, the experience, but they're definitely going to look into, you know, they're they clearly have already started getting yeah. young guys experience over veteran players. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's more to come up. Like we said, and we'll look at that in a minute, but yeah, again, with Calhoun, I'm with you. I really like him personally. I liked him when he was with the angels. I thought he was a nice guy, but you know, over the years we've seen this where they get guys that are fan favorites that we really like, but they just either don't work out or there's just no room for them. You know, it's happened for many, many, many years. And it's just one of those business sides and they all know it. Like uh, Calhoun's not going to be mad if he gets outrighted or DFA because he knows, he knows what this team is and what they're building toward. He knows that he probably didn't perform to his standards and what he wanted to perform. And he understands, you know, Bubba and with Eli, Eli Hernandez and with Leo Tavera. I mean, think about it. Our outfield is pretty much, you know, the triple A outfield from a month and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it really is. But I mean, you can't say like, 
I mean, I don't know. Even when they were, even when they were like hovering around 500, like I just don't think you could have looked at this team and been like, oh yeah, they're going to make a run. Like this was never supposed to be the year. No. Why not get guys up, get a look at them so that we can see what we have for next year when we do start winning. I agree. And you look, you know, a lot of promotions happening in the minors too. Uh, you had Luis and Acuna, who by the way, hit a grand slam for his first double a home run. Yeah. So that dude is, is just continuing. And, you know, we had him on the podcast last year when he was in down East, uh, had a great year at Hickory moved up and is already doing well and producing at that level. So, I mean, and then the, the people, the Rangers got in the train for Matt Bush. I mean, he's already pitching, he's already pitched to Frisco and done really, really well. Yeah. I remember whenever they promoted, uh, I think it was uh, Zavala when people were like, people were like, you know, hitting me up on like Twitter, social media, be like, are they gearing up for a trade? Like, why are they calling all these guys? I'm like, no, these kids are just good. Yeah. Like they're just good players that are going to get called up. Like you look at Acuna, Zavala, like you already mentioned all those guys that are getting called up. They're just good players. Owen White earlier this year. Yeah. Just guys (laughs) that, guys that earned that completely. So, and yeah, I think, uh, people that don't pay a lot of attention to the minors, which is most people until you get to this point where the Rangers have so many young prospects that everyone's talking about, don't realize that that happens every year. Like guys don't usually stay in one level all year. Not everybody, all the top prospects always usually, I mean, Cole Wynn moved up last year from double A AA to triple A Josh Young moved up from double A AA to triple A last year. Uh, I think Jack's Biggers went to triple A for a little while last year, you know, Ryan Darrow went from, I mean, these guys just move around as, as the season progresses. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the the Rangers have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day was like, it's going to be crazy to see which of these guys that they're going to have to let go because they're going to have to let go of some good prospects. Yep. I was looking at rule five list yesterday and I was like, holy crap, like yeah. this is insane. Yeah, I think at, for that reason alone, I think Cole Wynn gets a shot this year just because they don't want – I mean, you lose Cole Wynn immediately if he goes to Rule 5. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the the first team up takes him. <laughs> Cole yeah. Wynn's gone. Yeah. And they knew that was the same way with Bubba Thompson and with Cole Reagans, which is why they've already been called up. And I think I think uh, this year – I don't think their time is over, but I think this year the time for uh, Spencer Howard and Glenn Otto is getting close to being done for this year. Yeah, it's – um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did have hope for Howard. Like, yeah. I'm like, the stuff is there. And Woody's like reiterated that it's like the stuff is there. Yeah. But one thing he said yesterday too, um, was like, look, like you gotta be consistent or you can't pitch at this level. And like, obviously everyone knows that, but it's like Spencer Howard has gotten consistent opportunities and he hasn't always been consistent. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, he's not going to give him any more opportunities if any. No, I mean, one of our favorites on this show, Taylor Hearn, of course, got sent down and then is doing the bullpen thing now. You know, he just was not. And and Woody says the same thing about him. He's got the stuff and he has looked a lot better coming out of the bullpen than he looked as a starter. No, he has. I think he's just better when someone pitches in front of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that thing, that whole thing was really weird, though, because I remember the first time they sent him down um, was when they played Washington. And it was like after that game that Adolis walked him off. And I remember I was like there one of those games and he told us that they wanted him to be a starter. Yeah. And then weeks later, they wanted to be a reliever, which I always thought that he was going to be, be better out of the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, and some people are just built for that. And I mean, it's not like that's embarrassing or bad. If you come out of the bullpen, I mean, uh, a power left-handed arm that can go multiple innings out of the bullpen is something that almost any team wants. 
Yeah, I mean, look at what Matt, like I I tweeted out the other day. I was like, I can really see Taylor Hearn's role on this team being kind of what Matt Moore's role is right now. Yeah, like even like like Taylor Hearn has better stuff than Matt Moore. Yeah, I agree. Overall, he well, does. Matt Matt Moore has just found a crafty way to use his stuff. Exactly, exactly. I, I think like if you can get Taylor Hearn in that sort of role, that's you know, and you add on to the pitching in the off season plus what's already coming from the minor leagues, like yeah. that's scary. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking at, I mean, and that's another thing, like you said, with people like that. And then, you know, who knows what some of these guys, when they come up, may start in the bullpen. Cole Wynn might start in the bullpen. You know, you could see, you know, hey, we see Hearn in there now. You could see someone like Owen White early next year come up and get a try in the bullpen. I mean, you never know what they're going to do. And just because you start in the bullpen doesn't mean you finish there. Of course, the Rangers have a history, too, of ruining guys by putting them in the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, is multiple inning guys are so valuable. Yeah. Like there, you know, if you can pitch multiple innings and you can come out of the bullpen, you're going to stick. Yeah. Like I still, you know, my, my back in my day, back in 2011, still wish they would have left Neftali as a closer. Cause he would have been a premier closer for a long time, Yeah, but they did what they felt like they had to do. So that that's how it went. But yeah. So for the rest of the season, my expectation, okay. They don't get to 500. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think if they can, I don't know. Look, I think they were never supposed to win this year. Like yeah. there, I, I always said that they would win anywhere from 70 to 75 games and um, they're on pace for like 72 wins right now. So yeah, look, not bad. That's about what you expected. This was never going to be the year anyway, but I will say this while we're on this like topic, this is going to be their last losing season probably for a while. Yes, I agree. They are going to be big players this off season. They're going to improve the pitching. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, John Daniels straight up went out and said like starting pitching, that's our priority this off yeah. season. And we already know they're not afraid to spin. Like things are trending in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And you, you know, you were young when they, when they went to their two world series, but you know, you were old enough in, in 15 and 16 when they had what the best record in baseball, one of those years and just fell short against Toronto. But you know, this team is definitely, it's been a longer rebuild than it should have been because they didn't admit it for a year or two, but I'm with you. They're on the way up. They're going to pick up a few pitchers. I think, I think they re-signed Martin Perez. What do you think? I think so too. I think they're, they're going to look at it. I think they're going to look at extending him um, yeah. as, you know, because they, the reason they didn't, they didn't trade him, you know, they wanted to see like, okay, is it, is any team going to be stupid enough yeah. to offer up some top prospects for him? No, they weren't. Now you look at extending him, you know, and I think that's not going to, you're not going to break the bank for that. No. I think, you know, that's going to be a, you know, you're going to get him for maybe two, three years and that's going to be a good, it's going to be a team, a team friendly contract. Yeah. And, and look, but also too, he's not the ace of your staff on next year's no. team. He's not the ace of your staff. Like he on a winning team, he's not the ace of your staff. Like he is this year. He's a no. back end starter. That's going to give you innings, but if he can do anywhere close to what he's doing this season as a back end starter, like that's, you know, that's scary. I mean, even if you add a point to his ERA, you know, and he's a, he's a back end starter, that's still a really good back of the, I mean, if you yeah. only add a point to his ERA, you're still talking under four. I mean, that's a great starter. And that's a guy I think you can get for 12, 12 a year, maybe three, 36, something like that. Yeah, and that's, you know, like that. that's on the cheap end for a guy like him. Yeah. No, that is. If you look at what they're going to be paying for starting pitchers this offseason, that's that's definitely on the cheap end. 
Yeah. So yeah, they will pick up some, like you said, that'll be good. So the rest of the season. Yeah. I see no 500. I think you're right. 72 to 75 is what I predicted. I think that's where they'll be. I kind of see this more as the 2008 Rangers, not the 2009 as they are now, but like you said, once they pick up a couple pitchers in the off season, I mean, what made the 2010 Rangers, what they were was the addition of Cliff Lee. Yeah. I mean, I, they, I'm definitely old enough to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, that was my claim to fame back in the day. Cause before anyone was talking about it, I predicted that that's who they would get. And then they did. And I told CJ, it's the only time in my life I've been right, but I still hang my hat on it. Cause I got that one, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I got in, in all of my predictions. I got, I got Cliff Lee, right. But no, he, he, I mean, he made that team. I mean, they, they don't go to the world series without Cliff Lee in 2010. No, not at all. And it's funny to say that because, you know, still their greatest postseason pitcher ever is Colby Lewis, but they yeah. still, they still don't go to that world series without Cliff Lee. Just for some context for anyone that's listening, I was five during that 2010. <laughs> so I, I definitely watched, but I didn't, didn't know much. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, you know, 2010 beating the Yankees was the world series. I really didn't care whether they won the world series or not in 2010, yeah. once they knocked the Yankees out. <laughs> And, you know, that history, the first playoffs and, you know, every series was the Yankees and we lost every series to the Yankees. Now to end it. Yeah. See, that was the thing. I said, I tweeted, I remember, I remember what I tweeted exactly that day. I said, A-Rod's contract finally paid off for the Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) He got them to a world series. (laughs) 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 Anyway. All right. So that with that said, let's wrap it up. We'll talk about uh, uh, the end of this year, then next year. So next year, the rotation. Oh, we didn't talk about. I know we need to talk about Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker now both being in in the organization. So I think 2024. You know, you're going to have Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker at the top of your rotation. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, look, there's no point in rushing these guys. No, I mean, the Rangers farm system is so deep. I, there's no point in rushing him. I, I do think that Kumar probably gets to the big leagues before Leiter does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, it, you know, once these two do get in a rotation together, like there's no telling how good they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think about, like you were saying, they're going to have to get rid of some good prospects. You think of Cole Wynn, Jack Leiter, uh, Kumar rocker, Cole Reagan's, John Gray, Martin Perez, and we haven't even mentioned some of the guys. So like Owen White and like, you know, yeah. Brock Porter, Brock Porter's a couple of years away, but you still got Brock Porter. You know, you've got these guys that just are just dealing right now and you only have five rotation spots. So they've got seven or eight guys that could be frontline starters right now in their, in their organization. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing too, is I think that justifies going out when you are in contention, not now when you are in contention, I think that justifies going out and trading for a big player, whether it's, you know, whatever you need, like a Juan Soto type, obviously not Juan Soto, but you know, like someone like that, I think that justifies it. Now this year, I don't justify because they're not in the position to win. I've said that multiple times, but um, you know, in the next couple seasons, whenever you are ready to win, well, n- then I can see that side of the argument. And I am proud of them for not dealing a bunch of guys away to get Soto to get somebody like that this year, because yeah. like you said, you want to use those for chips down the road when you're ready to win and you are one guy away. Yeah. And I mean, even, okay, let's look at the Soto situation. You're not winning anything this year. I don't think you're going to win the world series next year. You're going to be no. good, but I don't yeah. think you're going to so then you're looking at what one year of Juan Soto and you traded away like a bunch of players. Like this is the NBA, you know, you can't win with. Yeah. You can't bring in one guy and win it all. Yeah. I mean, again, 
they're doing it the right way. They're building from within. This is exactly what Houston did before they won their World Series and now have been on that crazy run where they've been in, uh, is it five or six ALCSs in a row? They've been in. I mean, I know it's like, I know for a lot of fans, like even me, like I am as diehard of a fan there is, like I'm the one that celebrates the most of the press whenever something happens. And it is frustrating to sit there and, you know, you sit here and they're continually losing, but you got to think now they're finally getting the right steps. Like you mentioned earlier before they're, they committed to the rebuild and now they're they're It's on the upswing. Yeah. And I'll admit, you know, there are nights that I turn on Frisco or round rock instead of Texas. When I, <laughs> when I turn it on and I look at the score and I'm like, you know what? I could watch some minor league baseball at night. Yeah. There are <laughs> nights that I, you know what? Yesterday was one of those nights for me. Yeah. But you, unfortunately you were there. So <laughs> yeah, I was there, but I didn't have a laptop. I was watching other stuff and you know, there are yeah. some nights where I'm also doing basketball now. So there's some nights where I'm glad I'm doing that. That's right. And you're covering the wings instead of covering the Rangers. So yeah, yeah I've, I've been there and done that. Well, Kane, thank you for your time tonight, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's Kane McCutcheon. Y'all follow him at Dallas sports nation. And it's uh, go ahead and give your Twitter handle Kane. Uh, it is at Kane underscore McCutcheon six on Twitter. Also, if you guys want to go check out my TikTok, it's just Kane underscore McCutcheon. I have a lot of behind the scenes Ranger stuff on cool. my page cool cool that sounds good man well thank you very much and of course we'll have you on a lot over over the next few years man appreciate it yes sir all right man bye all right peace thanks for listening to the ranger report podcast find us on twitter facebook and at the rangerreport.com